Welcome to Rogues on the Road, discovered in 1812, naked and afraid under the deep and unforgiving canopy of Central Park. This indigenous duo sold their share of the Louisiana Purchase, swam to Port Chester, and set up shop with their co-host, the Standby Gypsy. From their humble beginnings, Rogues on the Road has quickly become the longest-running and most popular food and beverage podcast in recorded history. So, sit back, pour a cold pint, and tighten your spray skirt, you ninny-muggin. All right, welcome to Rogues on the Road. I am Matt. I am Rich. Uh, We're here in sunny quarantine (laughs) on my deck. Yes. (laughs) Uh, In Patterson, New York. Um, We've got a good friend of mine, long-term friend of mine, Asha Del Rey, who's been uh, on our show before with um, Food and Energy Unboxed. Hi, Asha. There we go. I got to turn up her mic. <laughs> there she is. Are you there? Hey, can hey, you Ash. hear me? We yeah. can hear you. Yay. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, welcome Glad back to, to the here, show. Guys. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. And we also have Marvin Towler tuning in from New Jersey. Red Bank, New Jersey. Yes. Yeah. This is, this is actually an unveiling. Um, I am John Black. AKA the black wine guy. Not Marvin. Government name Marvin. (laughs) I love the name Marvin. I think it's great. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny, man, because I didn't like the name when I was a kid. And it's messed up because my dad, I was named after my dad, but um, used to get teased. Messy Marvin and all that stuff. And then when I um, found I was in college, I was like, oh, Marvin Gay, let's get it on. So oh. uh, I love the name. <laughs> That's sexy. That works. Yeah, it is sexy. So it works. <laughs> so yeah, people, a lot of people may, who who may hear this like, um, you know, I thought your name was Jean, you know, because and, and as a wine guy, you have to have a, well, you don't have to have a French name, but I took a French name. So um, yes, Jean-Nice. glad to be here with you guys. Thank you, Asha, for introducing me to, to Richard Matt. And how, how do you two know each other? We're in a we're in a, a direct marketing program together okay. called Offer Lab, and so we met at the the live event that we had in November. Okay, we, we were just chatting and just basically laughing. <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah, to do. one of the just things, became close. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, one of the things about um, I, with wine, why I, I was gravitated toward, I have a good memory. So actually, we met we met in September. We met at the uh, first event, and then we uh, then we purchased the Mastermind Offer Lab. And uh, yeah, Asha's great. She's uh, I love what she's up to, and she's a smart woman and a lot of fun. And, and you're working yeah, off each awesome. other. Yes, that's yep. awesome. What's about? So we check in with each other on like what we're doing, you know, with our businesses and things like that. So yeah. And we definitely we yeah. we definitely want to chat a little bit about you know how the impact of the current situation that we're all in at you know at the podcast today at some point, but you know we don't want to harp on it too long. But it's definitely impacted all of us, and and it's been an interesting uh, experience to adapt adaptation. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, but it's been doable. We're doing it. 
We sure are. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. on the one level, it hasn't bothered me too much because I order so much wine online. It's just um, now I'm home to receive it. So, <laughs> and, and, you and you don't have to sign for it these days. They don't want, no one wants a signature. No, exactly. I know. No, exactly. And, and wine, beer, craft spirits, cider, it's all pretty much recession proof. So. You know, we're, we're all drinking a little bit more than we did. And showering less. <laughs> 100%. So, all right. So let's let's take a look back. Um, you're a wine guy. So what, yeah. how, explain a little bit on how you got your start. And because you have a very interesting kind of how you got into the business. And, and the difference between, you know, being a wine guy, a psalm, a wine specialist, you know, where does it, where do you, you know, fit in, in that category? Sure. Great question. So, yeah, I mean, I have a very, uh, yeah, like I said, it's very, I was just lucky, um, how I got into the business. Um, a buddy of mine who I met, uh, when I first got out of college, um, his family, actually owns the oldest wine store in America. It's in New York City. It's a place called Acker, Merrill, and Condit. What, and, is, what um, is that called? Yeah, Acker. Acker. Merrill. Okay. Merrill. Yeah, Acker. Yeah, Acker Merrill is what it's, is its moniker. But Acker, Merrill, and Condit's the oldest wine store in America. Um, they're actually celebrating their 200th anniversary this year. Wow. And where are they located? Uh, Diagon Alley. Well, <laughs> they're, they're on West 72nd Street in uh, New York City in Manhattan between oh, wow. Broadway and Columbus. They're free plug for you, Johnny. But there you um, go. <laughs> um, Cheers, but uh, yeah, uh, and so so his family owned that store, and uh, I had just finished uh, grad school. I just finished law school, and I didn't want to be a lawyer. And um, <clears throat> John was like, uh, "Come work with me." He was taking over the business. He said, "Come work with me in New York." And uh, you'll drink the finest wines in the world on a nightly basis. Oh, twist my arm. And uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> no, it was it was it was hell. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, uh, and it, and it, and literally, um, you know, and they he was taken over. He started an auction house, and they've gone on to become like the biggest in, independent auction house. And I think they. They sell more wine than anyone else. Uh, Christie's, Sotheby's, all the big ones that have been around for centuries. Um, and uh, they also had this thing called the Wine Workshop, and they would do tastings every night. So I'd work in the retail store all day, and then uh, I would go up at night, and I would pour for the tastings, sit in on the tastings, and, and taste these wines. And, you know, I, I'm literally – um, so that was 1997. I went to work there. Okay. Oh, wow. So, and, and now I only worked there for a year. Um, but inside that year, uh, in 1999, you guys remember 1999? Remember Y2K? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so the wine spectator put out its, its top 10 wines of the century. And I had been in the wine business for like two years and I had had eight, of the 10 wines of the century. And we're talking like 45 Mouton, uh, 82 Pets. I mean, just ridiculous, ridiculous wines. And what do, and, what are um, some of these wines worth? Oh, we're talking, some of these wines are worth uh, tens of thousands of dollars. Holy crap. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've had uh, Domaine Romani Conti, which is considered the, the finest Pinot Noir in the world. 
and uh, you know that regularly sells for like out the gate five six thousand a bottle, and then you get on the secondary market, the auction market, and you know you're looking at uh, these are these are uh, what they call Bevlin goods. I mean these these wines are amazing, but they're they're not for everybody, and that's why I was so fortunate is because because of who I knew and and who our clientele was, I got to drink the best wines in the world. Damn. Um, and yeah, it is a damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ridiculous. Like, I mean, um, I mean, for example, we had um, had a customer, um, very wealthy, and uh, he just came to the store one day and he said, "Marvy, I'm taking you to lunch." And uh, we so we just went. I remember there was this little little hole in the wall pasta shop on West 72nd Street back then, and then like the most expensive dish was like twelve bucks. Oh. Um, but he's like, we need some lunch wine. So he, he, he grabs a bottle of 1986 Mouton Rothschild. I think that was 499 back in 1997, 98. So it was 500 bucks. That was our lunch wine. And that was like a, a 100 point wine. It was, it was, it was rated hundred points by, uh, Robert Parker was most influential wine critics. And, um, and, and I was like, and that wine was just so just, you know, those kind of kind of things that just um, change your change your perspective. Yeah. Well, you know, and so many people and so many consumers get so used to one style of wine and they stick with it, and they you know you they don't want to step out of their comfort zone, or they don't really necessarily step right. out of their comfort zone. It's quite zone. intimidating. But right, but when you get out of it and you get into something that is exquisite, it can change. I'm sure change your whole entire you know, idea of what wine is. Yeah, 100%. And that, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I was very fortunate to, um, like I said, have drank these wines. Um, and what it allowed me to do um, is um, to kind of reverse engineer wines, right? So um, I wholly believe there are, there are fine wines in every price range, you know, um, every price range. Uh, so like, I, you know, I've had a $10 bottle of wine or $15 bottle of wine that might remind me, you know, has all the characteristics of something I had that was stellar. And then when I have that wine, I, I bang on it. I just go, oof, I'll go all in, you know. I, <laughs> I chase, I go crazy. Rude not to. Um, right, yeah, I mean, because I, 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 I am not the people I sold wine to. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so, so uh, but but once, you're, once your palate has been opened, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, once your eyes are open, you can't unsee, you know, it's kind of like the matrix. You can't go back, you know, um, <laughs> I don't want to be so plugged to back in for, yeah, yeah, exactly. I had, I had, you had to find wines that, uh, could give me, um, the type of experience I wanted that I, you know, wouldn't, uh, break the bank, my bank, <laughs> bank of bank. black wine guy. Right. 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 So, so okay, so you you did this for a couple of years. You got this amazing education at the oldest wine shop, which automatically puts visions into my head of like dusty bottles that have been on the shelf. We since, so have to visit since George Washington, and you got this incredible education. And so you you left there, and then then what happened? Great, great question. So left there. Um, <clears throat> And I, I really tell you the folly of youth to be to how dumb I was. I didn't realize like I basically started at the top of the wine game. 
Yeah, right. You just dropped out of high school, right? Yeah, you got thrown right into it. You started on the high diving board. Right, right. Um, so from there, I mean, I worked at a couple of other shops in New York City, but then I did land over at another really cool uh, store uh, because what happened is um, uh, I think my background in law, which I, you know, had I known what lawyers do, I wouldn't have gone to law school. But when I was there, like lawyers are really good. Well, good lawyers are really good at research and, and making fine distinctions and you can imagine with wine making fine distinctions and be able to do good research can can really value you, you know, <clears throat> it'd be really valuable. So, um, like sales reps, are like, what are you doing? Where are you going? And then, uh, so someone hooked me up with a job, and I became the uh, assistant wine director at a store over in Jersey called Sparrow Wine and Liquors, and they uh, they have two locations. They have one on Washington Street, but they were open up. So I went through, over there, and there was a sh- they the guy was opening up. Great entrepreneur had 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 two restaurants and, and was open in two had, had wine store and and when i went to work with him he was opening uh, he had a wine store and a restaurant he was opening a second restaurant and a second flagship store like a huge like five thousand square foot store and again i've only been in the business a year and this guy uh he, he interesting a lot of people um who own wine stops get them from their parents his parents had a little 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 liquor store and he turned it into a fine wine store loved him sparrow because armando really taught me about spanish wines um so he, he really opened my pal spanish wines which was really cool. cool but uh he was opening the restaurant he was opening this new store and he said he said and he took me in and he's like i gotta worry about I'm, you know, I'm opening the restaurant um i need you to stock the store so i like had the mx black card and i like bought all the wines for this huge store and i you know, put the, you know, told everybody where to place the wines. And really, um, to give, for someone to trust me like that was just amazing, um, at, you know, for such a short time in the business. And um, so I did that whole store. But, but, but then, um, but then he fucked up because we took a trip to California. <laughs> oh, God. You know? This just sounds dangerous I mean, right no, there. This sounds great. <laughs> right, right. So, so we took a trip to California. And I, and uh, <clears throat> first time I've ever been to California, and we went to the central coast of California, Santa Barbara, um, and then kind of up the coast uh, to visit vineyards up all the way up to Monterey. And um, and uh, that was a crazy trip. Um, one reason we went out there, um, and this is kind of like how I'm here with you guys. Um, I think my my secret sauce with with and my secret sauce with wine and and in life is just like. People like me, and I and I know I can be a, an asshole or whatever. But people generally <laughs> like me. I'm not mean to people. We okay. But people generally gravitate towards me, you know. Like I like I'm at Asha. Like we like we talk, we hang out, you know. Yeah. And so um, I just had this uncanny ability. So this is '99, and um, you know I was still friends. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. My buddy, I worked with another guy at Acker, um, and uh, he had left Acker and he went back to California. That's why I was telling. Clinton went to California because he went to UCSB, and and he and he was sending me all these exclusive wines. I was buying wines from him of things that weren't imported into New York, New Jersey area, um, uh, because the best wine, just about everywhere in the world, stays at home. Like you know, I mean, with the exception of those expensive bottles. I mean, there's so many great winemakers. It's it's farming. It's it's love. It's you know, it's it's 
it's it's a labor of love. Um, so we, it just gets he was I was buying all these crazy California wines, and so you know um, my boss at Thomas was like, "Who's your friend? We, we need to go visit him." And um, I okay. had brought in I brought in this Pinot Noir, um, and uh, from a, a vineyard in California, Monterey. Uh, it's called the Pisoni Vineyard, <clears throat> and at the time he was just growing grapes and he was selling the grapes. Um, while he was waiting for his son to graduate school and they were making a little homemade bottle of wine. But this is, again, back in the day, 99, and the internet was around, but who used it? I mean, only you used the internet back in the day, you know what I mean? <laughs> I literally called information. I literally called information. I said, can I have the number for Gary Pasoni and, 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 and Soledad, California? And I got his number and I called Damn. him. <laughs> And I said, um, "Hey, man, I, I, I'm I'm I, I'm I'm the wine buyer at this store. Um, I got a couple of your pinots, and I'm coming out to California and love to visit your vineyard." And uh, <clears throat> went out to visit this guy, and uh, we, we did a bunch of other stuff, you know, a bunch of other wine tastings. But we went to visit this guy, and uh, I think when we went to visit him, the wine spectator just did a story on him, and he and he told me, he "said You're the first person to ever come visit." And the winery wasn't complete, and he was like, "You're the first, like." He's like, you know, he's like, I'm a farmer. That's that's how a lot of these guys who make wine they consider themselves farmer. He's like, you're the first person to come visit, and that was an awesome, awesome visit. Um, I, I'm I'm imagining as you're telling this story, you riding down like this dirt road and like pulling into this farm vineyard, and this guy getting out and like that's there's really humans totally, out there. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah man, listen, so true. Um, when uh, and actually, I have a picture of him. I'll tag you. I'll go through my Instagram and I'll tag you. You can see what he looks like. Yeah, cool. But it was very funny because the dude was like, <clears throat> was like, um, he just had this big curly hair and he's a big dude. He's kind of got like that full Madden big for you. He, he's like, oh, what's going on, man? And, and I mean, he has a deep voice. And I was like, if I ever did a movie, like Robin Williams wouldn't have a deep voice, but he had that Robin Williams kind of crazy frenetic energy. He was so awesome. And, um, you know, he goes, he goes, picks out some wine, uh, and he, he busted out like a 76 Riesling. And then, uh, we, we, so we met him down below. He picks, you know, his family owns this farm. They're one of seven families that own property on, on, uh, the, the Pinnacles mountain range in Monterey. Um, uh, and like, he's a farmer. He grows everything. He grows grapes, but he, you know, he got some fresh asparagus out the ground. He had this shed in the middle of like an asparagus field and there was like a deer in there that his mother had shot. <laughs> That's great. Oh my God. <laughs> Slices a couple of, uh, you know, cut some, some venison steaks off there. We go over to the local store, we get some quail and then we get in this old like 40s Jeep all rickety and then we're going up the mountain. Just like you said, going up the mountain to, to, to where the vineyards are actually. <clears throat> um, and then we get up there. I mean, this guy it was a whole biodynamic setup. He had his own pond. We went swimming in the pond. Um, he, uh, he, he, uh, you know, you know, he, he, before he goes, he grabs something. He pulled out some big bag of buds. We're up there just in the mountain. Buds as in, his. as in smoking buds? No, as in rose buds. As in smoking buds, yes. <laughs> All right, I have, a, I, have, I have a clear picture of this guy, and I want to drink his wine. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> And, 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 you know, he's, and he's got a kitchen up there in the middle of the vineyard and he's cooking us quail and venison and we're just chopping it up. Um, 
And and my boss could see like when we got to the airport, he's like he's like, please don't leave, just give me a year. And I, and, I, and I totally, and that was in July, and I moved to uh, Santa Barbara like August nineteen, uh, October nineteen, like three wow. months later I moved. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And how long were you there for? Now I was in California. I was in Santa Barbara for in California for ten years, but oh, I wow. only stayed in the wine business. Well, get a little back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, um, uh, on some wine stuff, but uh, yeah, because my friend Cliff, who I worked with at Acker Merrill, again, it's like connections. I just, I'm just blessed how I got here. Just connections. Um, hey. He, um, he was running a little wine store. That's like he was our guide, and then he was running a little wine store, and and, his, and then he calls me like, "Yo, Bill wants to hire you. We can run the store, you know." And get to do whatever we want and i was like okay california <laughs> okay wine business okay yeah. <laughs> That's a you tough one. you obviously were affected and fell in love with the the kind of gentleman farmer uh you know wine lifestyle it seems yeah i gotta tell you man again like i said um it's so funny i look back on my life because uh, i and it's not i'm obviously i'm still alive which always not over the, the, the goal was to become a winemaker, but I got to Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara was just a big enough city <laughs> that I couldn't go over the hill of the wine country. So I just kind of hung out in Santa Barbara and sold wine and did wine chasing and stuff like that. But, but that, but it is a very, um, it, it is a, it's a wonderful lifestyle, particularly for the gentleman farmer. Now there are a lot of people in the biz, particularly in, in Napa who make their dot com money and they buy stuff yeah. and they want to make the best wine. Yep. Um, but but the, the the people who are the the, the what do they say the, the the salt of the earth the people who put their really put their hands in the dirt uh, they're amazing people That's cool. amazing people can you can you I'm, I don't want to put you on the spot but can you name hmm. some vineyards like that we can go back on that that kind of that you can recommend that has that lifestyle and the biodynamic I'm sure there's a lot of vineyards but. Are there yeah. like just a like, like a handful that you like can mention family, like family like, style, right? That if I drink this wine, I can imagine this kind of lifestyle yeah, yeah, yeah. and not some giant corporation running, you know, a vineyard. Hell to the yeah! <laughs> <laughs> to the yeah. All right, so listen carefully. Um, Here we go. Uh, thank you for thank you for. I will tell you, um, <clears throat> and it's because of Instagram. I met this guy. Uh, one of the best kept secrets on the central coast of California is Impossible Robles. Uh, Ledge Vineyards, L E D G E. Okay. Um, and 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 um, I don't know how we got connected on Instagram, but um, the guy just like he said, "What's your phone number?" He just called me one night, and his name is Mark Adams, and 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 he makes my favorite wines. Are, I love the wines of the Rhone, so I love Grenache, Syrah, Mourvedre. I just I, I think that just when you talk about bang for your buck, um, uh, you know, where the most expensive Bordeaux could cost you like, you know, uh, five figures a bottle, you know, the most expensive Rhone, the most expensive, the most high, you know, is going to be like a thousand bucks, right? right. But oh, the, okay. What's really cool, what was really cool is like, you know, from 10, you know, they got, you know, they just make these incredible wines that are like affordable and approachable. But yeah, so Mark makes um, Rhone varietals and ledge vineyards, and and he he says he's like I'm a farmer, like and there's people around him, 
who 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 source their fruit from the same place he does. Um, and you know, he, his prices are fair. The most expensive wine is sixty-five dollars a bottle. He's like, I could charge more. He's like, Look, yeah, right. I'm Why? not doing this. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I'm not doing this to become a millionaire. I'm, I'm, a, I'm like, you know, he's like my my son, right. you know, he's like my, my family made a good buy. My parents were able to buy, you know, these acres in Paso Robles in the '70s. They made a good play, and uh, you know, I just want to build something for my daughter. And, he, and he's like, you know, I, I I farm, man. And 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 he also, he's um. <clears throat> non-interventionist like he doesn't do a whole lot of manipulating about other wine he just puts it in the barrel checks it um you know and kind of lets it do its thing and i really really i i and it was funny um he sent me some wine and he sent me some wine uh he sent me like three bottles to try and uh that must have been rough wine. i was like holy shit i was like holy shit yeah it was rough but i was like holy shit um and then i and then i followed up and i bought a case of wine from him and he was like Man, he was like called me crying. I mean, but, wow. but in a good way. He's like, he's like, he was like, he's like, you know, Thank on Instagram, you. you got all these bullshit influencers, and yeah, yeah. you know, people contact me and they want to have a bachelorette party and they don't buy shit. They don't buy wine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. He's like, you know, a few people fall with a case order, you know. And I was like, yeah. dude, your wines are sick. That's awesome. I was like, plus, plus, they're highly rated and they're like, like they're like half the cost of some of the other people in your area who make great wine. I mean, just, I, I'd be an idiot not to buy your wine. Right. So definitely ledge. Um, and it's interesting because people you do fall in love with, um, I, you know, I think most people in the wine business fall in love with uh, the wine region they lived in. So if someone lived in Italy, they right. might come back to California, but they, they'll, they'll make Italian varietals, you know, right, they, right. they just fall in love. So I lived in California. I'm an American. I'm an American, damn it. And uh, <laughs> I like my red wine. It was America. We make the best goddamn wine in the world. Um, um, but uh, so 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 another one out there, um, and it's actually Impossible Robles, and it's a friend of his, is uh, Turtle Rock. Turtle, Turtle Rock. Just made. Turtle Rock, exactly. Turtle so Rock. On, rock. Yeah. Rock. On your Instagram page, um, the... the I, I, I'm not a I'm not a label buyer, um, right. but their their labels are absolute artwork in their simplicity. And oh, absolutely! I, and and then you turn around, you're like, okay, I'm intrigued. You turn around, you see the label, and you know it's these big, dark kind of you know mm-hmm. Grenache and Syrah and mm-hmm, old old mm-hmm. vines in and. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Turtle Rock and okay. um, Turtle Rock, yeah, there. Turtle Rock, another great one. Um, and then, um, I will, that store I worked at in New York, so amazing, Acker Merrill, so many Acker alumni just go on and do stuff in the business. So, um, I, uh, there's someone who worked there years after I did, but I, we found each other on Instagram somehow. And, um, this, I would tell you, your, uh, anyone's listening to this, if they can find wines now, these are very different wines than, than like ledge or turtle rock. Um, but uh, it's a woman. Her name is Mary Taylor. Mary Taylor Wines. Okay. And um, she she is uh, 100. She's bringing it. She's taking it back to the old school. That's cool. Because you know, because of us Americans, you know, there you know you don't you don't go to France and buy a Merlot. You buy a Bordeaux. You know that comes from the right bank because that's where they grow Merlot, right? Um, you don't buy a Malbec. You buy a Cahors. You know. Um, you don't buy a Grenache. You buy a Chateau de Pop or a Cote de Rhone. That's Grenache based. Right. So um, she's really about um, terroir and small farmers and value. Um, 
So Mary has this nice little book of wines. I'm actually enjoying her uh, Sicilia, which is a Sicilian wine. It's a grape called Grio. And um, Grio used to be the base for uh, Malavasia. Uh, and, uh, and it's just... It's an obscure Italian varietal, but if anyone likes Pinot Grigio, if you like those dry uh, white, white wines, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and it's also Sicily, so it's an island. Going to go great with seafood, right? Um, but this wine I'm having it right now, just incredible honeysuckle on the nose and a little white nectarine, and and I think this thing you could find this for like 13 bucks a bottle. And all Mary's wines are like under 20 bucks. Wow. And she has a Bordeaux Rouge, a Bordeaux Blanc. Uh, she has a Costier de Nimes, which is a Rhone wine. Um, and what they do, what these wines are, they are all excellent examples of um, varietal um, typicity, right? So this is what this wine supposed to taste like, taste like when it when it's grown in this soil and made in this way. And so a lot of her farmers are biodynamic, and but all her people are small. They're she likes to say I, like peasant wines, right? Like these are wines that people drink right. when you're in France in this right, village. Right. And it goes with this food, and it's just flowing, and and, and and it's a good time. So, yeah, her wines, Mary Taylor wines, would be another one. Did I have a call um, coming in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, I was worried about that. <laughs> um, and then, uh, who else would I, who else would I big up? Would I big up, big up? Because we're going to put links you to know, these uh, guys uh, when we post this. So, uh, absolutely. This is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> And it's just been interesting. I just got some wines from uh, the other day from um, a husband and wife out of Sonoma. They make uh, Ordeaux stuff, so they make a Cabernet Sauvignon, they make a Cab Franc, and they make a blend called Hill of Tara. Hill of Tara? Just, they just, yeah, Hill of Tara, exactly, Hill of Tara, It's because uh, uh, of his Irish background. Perfect. <clears throat> um, and, so it's a, and, red, it's uh, a red, wine, red wine made with Irish whiskey. And an accent. <laughs> it's fortified, yeah, it's fortified. <laughs> it's, fortified. <laughs> it's like Irish port, right? Yeah. <laughs> some, some Jameson's in it. And it was cool. There you go. Perfect. Do you see? Do you see? Um, do you see a whole? Like it's interesting. A lot of Cal, like what we see here in New York. If you go into an average shop, a lot of the California reds and whites seem to be kind of more and more one-dimensional um and do you see do you see a change in in vineyards trying to change things up so it's not such a california has such a distinct style but actually doing different you know different more oak or different types of oak french oak versus you know you know uh, hungarian oak that kind of thing Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Um, what, 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 what? You know, good point. So yeah, I mean, we are probably, as a nation, the least sophisticated when it comes to wine. It's just not part of our culture. Um, <clears throat> so consequently, wine, American wines do tend to be very one-dimensional. Um, like a, um, like people, like Chardonnay, American Chardonnays, ten dollars, ten, ten to twenty dollars, are, are most likely going to be an oak bomb. Yep. an oak bomb. Yep. Because because it can just it, oak covers a multitude of sins. And people like it. I, I, a lot of the wines people buy, <clears throat> I'm gonna shit on. A, I'm gonna shit on a brand here. I don't care. Um, like, uh, I was missing wine, selling wine so much. I got a job at a, at a Whole Foods, and I sell wine. And when you see people just come in and just blindly grab a bottle of Josh, and I'm like, why? I'm like, I'm like, you know, you know, that is to wine what Budweiser is to beer. Right. It's gonna be consistent. 
but you're not going wine is an opportunity to go on an adventure you're not going anywhere with that man you're going to spend 18 dollars. let me take you over here to spain let me take you somewhere where you can go somewhere and you're going to get ex- you're going to gonna blow your mind you know not well i had this in a restaurant and i know i like it you know you're going to taste some wines you don't like doesn't mean they're bad but like it's there's with all the wine in the world to be so um one-dimensional is mind-boggling to me right, right, yeah. right. it's it's a chance it's so a, yeah so it, like yeah so when you so so like for instance like what i like about so paso robles so why i really like ledge paso robles has a has has a, a reputation for making big jammy fruit bombs yep. now i like fruit this is when i got in the wine business i'm like when people go oh i don't want anything sweet people don't understand the way their their, their palate works the first thing the tip of your tongue t- tastes sweet it's how it finishes is really is the wine dry or is it sweet residual sugar so um i do like that fruit element up front so what but what mark does he um he purposely he doesn't use new french oak um, you know, rarely, but he, he also doesn't fully destem, so you get some stick and some stemminess. So you're getting that briariness, that that more that terroir, that dirt, the rock, um, because he's throwing the whole cluster in there. Um, whereas a lot of people just make these super polished, and they're great wines. They're, I mean, no denying, but they're, but but they're very manipulated, and I like that he's he's like, we got good fruit here, and I'm just gonna let this good fruit do what it do. Good for him. Let the flavors speak, and. So you're are, are you seeing that more and more of yeah, do you see is it is there like more. a dynamic yeah. change kind of happening? Well, you know, it's interesting cuz I think um there's a whole new wave of sommeliers that have come up and everything's cyclical. Um so the the new the the current crop of psalms really likes um they really like the more esoteric wines. They like wines that are lower in alcohol, um, that are uh, that exhibit more of the uh, secondary hmm. and tertiary. That's my big wine word, tertiary flavor. Like so you know, um, a wine. So they like them, you know, low in alcohol, a little bit more rustic. So you you have a, a whole new generation of winemakers who are coming up making these these different interesting wines from off grape varietals, um, and and they're interesting now. But the flip side of that though is. <clears throat> A lot of, a lot of psalms. Like I said, the wine education I had. I'm not a certified psalm, but I was a Somali because the true, the, the original first definition of psalm Somali was someone who sold wine on the floor of a restaurant, and I did that in California. Huh. I didn't bother to get certified. Who knew wine would become so big? Yeah, right, 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 right. So popular. Right, right. You, you, know? you got um, you got the real course on on the lines. Right, right, right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so there was a shift and, you, and, and I found a lot of little producers who were doing some really cool things. Um, and it's really fun to support them, you know, um, their projects. So yeah, That's you awesome. are, you're noticing that, but again, you got to know where to look, right? You're not going to find it. You know, uh, there's, you got you know, when you go in a wine store, you can tell if it's good. Um, it, 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 you know, if, if I, here's, here's what I believe, they should ask you how much you want to spend. Right. And that's not to put you down right. it's like i said there's great wines in every price range so if, if i'm in a store and i got and i got 500 wines i need to know where i need to focus right, right so right. that's a good question it's and then um yeah it's intimidating yeah right and, and a lot of people feel like you're putting them down I'm like no i you're helping me yeah. get a wine for you yeah, really. got, yeah. you know and they go not a lot i'm like and then i say they go i was like well i don't want to spend a lot i'm like you know i've sold wine to people who five hundred dollars a bottle was not a lot, so you gotta you gotta <laughs> right, oh, not that right. much. narrow it down. Fifteen. All right, didn't say okay, that's fine. Okay. I'm like, okay, cool. fifteen, awesome. I got a great wine for you. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. So. 
I, I think people, you know, a lot, you know, a fair amount of consumers are either intimidated, don't, you know, they don't know how to approach to go outside the comfort zone of something like. Right. I think comfort uh, comfort's a big part of it. Absolutely. Like, you know what you like, so you don't wave right. you off the path. Right. Right. And and every wine shop, not everyone, but wine shops should it should make you feel comfortable going in saying, well, hey, you know, what price range do you want? What do you mm-hmm. like? And then go from there. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. You know, but I absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I always ask that. I would say, well, what do you, you know, and <clears throat> what do you like? What have you had that you like? Okay. And and you don't denigrate something. You go, oh, you like that oaky shit? No, you go, okay. <laughs> <right>. um, <laughs> we can work with that. All right. Um, but you're right. It is about making people feel comfortable. And and people don't feel comfortable, and that's and I think that's that's very, it's just so true. That's it just it, it is intimidating, but it but the reality it's just. I worked with this guy Steve Green at Acker, and he said I don't see what all this fuss is. And he'd work. He he's a legend. This guy was a beast, uh, retail wine. Just you know, um, he was like, Mr. Marvin. Wine is merely a pit stop between grape juice and vinegar. I don't see what all the hullabaloo is. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and if you yeah. look at it that way, don't, yeah. don't, you don't have to. I mean, it's this amazing, glorious thing, but it ain't that hectic, people. Just, right. you know, right. and you know what? I mean, don't, don't okay, think about it too much. You lo- yeah. I mean, okay, 20 bucks. I mean, is that going to break you if you didn't like to buy wine? I mean, you know, and, don't do and, it and, 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 yeah, you know, and you learn something. You learn what you do. And, it, and the only way, really learn about wine you got to taste it you got to drink it and it also helps it helps having somebody walk you through the flavor profile of a wine like let's sit down together like we have a couple well you obviously um helped us out today we're going to pop a couple bottles with with the food pairing but like you know i've had a fair amount of wine you've had a fair amount of wine rich and but i love being especially in whiskey i i I love having somebody guide me through what they are experiencing because it helps me to say, okay, yeah, maybe, right. you know what? I get that. That's actually really cool. And, and, ex- I, and an I experiment, right? Exactly. Right. I couldn't pick up on that flavor profile. I wasn't right. sure what it was, but yes, you, right. you, you, I, you got nailed it. It. Right. I got it. I got it, you know? And um, right. Right. that's cool. It's, it also allows you, I had this one experience. I'm not a big white wine drinker. Until mm-hmm. until I experienced tapas, and I got introduced to seafood along with albariños, and mm. it, there is nothing to me like having fresh seafood from Spain and an albarino that's grown nearby that has a brininess and a mineral kind of flavor to it that actually goes along with seafood. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. This is good. I got it. And you nailed it. That remember? Yeah, it was. Yeah, nailed it right and I and I I loved it. And I went out to this other restaurant, and there was a psalm there. And they said, "Well, what do you like?" And I said, "Well, I typically have Albarino because that's all I re- that's all I knew at that point." Right. And you know, I have that with seafood. And they said, "Well, if you like that, do you want to try this this Greek wine called an Assertica?" And I said, mm-hmm. oh, sh- "Sure." But you have to get it from this one island because it tastes different from all the other islands. And I had it, and it was just... And the psalm guided me through it. I didn't feel intimidated. Yeah, right, right. Um, 
and I guess at my age I could care less. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm either, you know, yeah, it's going to yeah. be a great experience or it's going to be a not-so-great experience. But the story behind the wine and the Greek island, uh, you know, it's, it's... And someone wanted to share it with you. Yeah. As opposed to me putting teeth to find out what I like. Right, so you yeah. feel like you're going on a trip. Right, right that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that was my, uh, what you said right there. I mentioned about the guy, Armando, who really put me on the Spanish wines. His first time I had an Albarino was with him in 98, and um, <clears throat> I didn't know about it, you know. Um, uh, like, when I was at Acre, I just looked at I was I was California, uh, some Burgundy, some Bordeaux, you know. Um, and uh, and he told me, he's like, he said, I, I, remember, I, I remember I was in Galatia, and we're, 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 I'm up on this bluff and it's 1600 meters above the sea. And, you know, the, the, I'm having an Albarino and we're having these anchovies. It's the best experience ever. So what you said, just, just there are certain yeah, things that go together cool. that did just will just knock your socks off. And I think that's one of the powerful aspects of wine that, you know, many of us don't really think about. It's like, Ah, but you know, I'm a former teacher. I drank a lot of wine. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm, you know, I have the world's largest wine glass. Just fill it up. I, you know, but there's. I'm still so, a teacher, and I drink too much wine. Yeah, but there's so much more, and and it's okay to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's yeah, yeah. okay to do that, especially yeah. especially yeah. now. But there, there's so yeah. much more and to explore, right. Right. and it seems like you've you've definitely found that. Yeah, and, no, that's what hook. that's what hooked me. The stories. It's the stories. It is about the stories, man. You Absolutely. know, uh, it, 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 it's just that's the romance, and 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 um, it, you know, it, it just like you said. I mean, God bless Kendall Jackson Chardonnay. God bless White Zinfandel. White Zinfandel saved the American wine industry. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, but uh, but. Um, but you know, if you know from that story, but people don't realize that like they, the wine wasn't selling, <laughs> wine was not popular. Budweiser and, and the liquor companies were Ugh. killing it in the seventies. Right. So they, they had to create they had to create something that housewives drink. So they created a you know, and now it's rosé all day. You know, <laughs> right. it's a rosé actually. It's just rosé. It's just right? a it's a sweetened. Um, is, what what is a white? Is it a sweetened ro- rosé? It's actually made from the Zinfandel grape, Zinfandel which is a grape. really big, robust. You guys know, really big, robust. And I love, um, I love grape. old vine zins. I love them. Exactly, exactly. So, so what they do is they just they just press it on the skins, get a little pink color, and then what they actually did, and they actually did this with um, Kendall Jackson Chardonnay. They threw a little bit more sugar in there, a little left a little residual sugar, so it's a little sweeter because we have a sweeter we have a sweeter palate in America. Right, right. And they kind of yeah. saved it and kind of kept it going because um, otherwise, it you know that stuff you know um and, and people don't even realize like jug wine like carlo rossi uh red burgundy like in the 70s and 80s it was like 80 percent old vines infidel i mean it was good juice man wow you know but they, they just they, they people weren't buying wine like that here so they just threw it in a jug so college kids get fucked up <laughs> and it was <laughs> and it worked all right and I'm, it worked <laughs> I, I, on that note let's let's i wish you could normally we are all experiencing this but you we gave you a a mission mission we had this tinned seafood from spain from chef jose andres his his little spain store in a restaurant in uh uh, New York City. And what's in that can? In this can 
is sea urchin. Mm. And I love sea urchin. It's, you know, it's the butter of the ocean. Never done it. Okay. Mm, I would say butter. Just butter. butter. Right, it's just butter. It's the reproductive organs of the sea urchin, okay. right? And But having it in a tin, I pulled it out of my cupboard, and it's been in my cupboard for about six months. Uh, it was produced. Dun, dun, dun. It was. <laughs> it was produced and canned on um, my Dorothy Sparks, February <laughs> February sixth, two thousand eighteen. All right. Okay. I need a couple of years. Uh, it's expired. It says best before two twenty three. <laughs> so, oh, so I, right. I think we're maybe you should save that just well in, in case. The window. You're right in the pocket. <laughs> I right. Should I should I put this away for another? <laughs> yeah, you might. Or we'll just do half of it. Right. So we put you on a mission to uh, pair up this interesting dish, which we are cracking open right now. Oh dear God. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Um, oh no. So tell us, tell you you. Oh, shit. <laughs> you got in touch. <laughs> This is uh, very interesting. Actually, smells it smells delightful. Um, okay, good. That well, you're gonna taste what you smell. That's why I always tell people wine. So all right, so we, we set you out on a mission to help us uh, pair this sea urchin. You got in touch with uh, a psalm at Boutique Wines and Spirits in East Fishkill, New York, which is this kind of really cool, kind of eclectic cider, craft spirits wine. Pretty local to us. And we pur- we purchased a couple of wines on your recommendations. Can you take one was the a Riesling, uh, Borealis Riesling, and the other was a Spanish wine, a, ch- sure. a chocolate. So if you can take us through that while we uh, prepare this uh, <laughs> this this interesting dish. So what I love, and I think, and I know that um, anyone who knows wine likes to talk to someone who knows wine. So you guys did a great store. Uh, talked to Vanessa, the psalm there. She was outstanding. Yeah, she sounds um, awesome. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I had some ideas. Um, and the Riesling was my my first idea. So, um, and I believe the Borealis is a Riesling, uh, Muller Thurgau. It's actually a blend. <clears throat> I've had that wine before. It's a very interesting wine. Um, very interesting wine. Um, and I'll be want to hear your impressions but uh she actually recommended you know i was talking about where i wanted to go with it and she recommended the, the rosé and um and it is uh i can't even pronounce it it sounds greek but it's spanish it's like it's a it's a right um, it's a you know. it's a chocolina but it's from northern spain so it's spelled not ch it's a tx Nothing to do with chocolate. Do with um, chocolate. And it's a rosé. And I, when she when she when she told me, well, she, she she said I had this idea, and I was talking. I, talk, I was like, I had this idea, and I was like, well, first of all, um, <clears throat> I love rosé, um, and I'm not a mommy blogger, and I don't play one on Instagram either. Tell um, me this real quick: is there a difference between a rosé and a blush? Same thing. Same thing. Okay. Different, different. Yeah, good, good question. Yeah, just a different term for the same type okay. of wine. Because in England we um, call it a rosé. And here, mm-hmm. occasionally, you call it a blush. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. 
Well, that's that's like I think like oh, let's have a Carlo Rossi blush. Exactly, <laughs> that's a very seventies term. Blush. <laughs> oh, uh, well, let's have wait, a wait, blush. What was the commercial? There was uh, Lancers. It's from like wearing yes, and, and it's like in a ceramic bottle. Yes, right? it's, it's like wearing thongs. It's like wearing thongs in your feet. <laughs> exactly. It's an old. Um, it's an old term. But, but but it was so great because. She she said it's from Spain and and she and she said I'll send you it and I looked at it and it says it goes great with all types of seafood but what really hooked me is that um, it is like two grapes I've never had these grapes and I, that's we talk about going on an adventure and you know what I know what I, you know what I know at this point I don't know I don't know what time it is I'm gonna win this interview but um, I know I'll be back on the show totally. because we got to sit down and drink together. <laughs> um, but it was these two obscure, they're obscure grapes, and I'm gonna do my best to not butcher these names. And like I said, I'm not, uh, I'm not a linguist. I'm a wine guy. But go. it's uh, Hondurabi Zuri and Hondurabi Belza. So one is a white grape, and one is a red grape, and um, and they blended these two together. And um, uh, she was gracious enough to. I did my own research. She sent me some tasting notes, though. So I'm hoping you're looking at a bottle of wine that's pale pink. Yes. But like fuchsia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It actually, has a little, little a little frizzante, a little bubbles to it, which I, which is nice. With, yeah, um, and you know, I, I never. Spritz. I had a, my first chocolatey uh, about six months ago with a gentleman at a great wine shop down in Dobbs Ferry, New York, called uh, Rochambeau Wines, and. I know, I know that story. I know that story. Jeff, Jeff Woody yeah. is Jeff Woody is yeah. a great guy. He we met him for lunch at the Kittle House in Mount Kisco, New York, and he got this chocolatey. No, that was at Ibiza in Chappaqua, and he busted this out. And this slight effervescence mm-hmm. was so surprising. Was not expecting that. So right, and I think that I suspect that'll go nice um, with with the richness of the. Uh, there is nothing going to be nothing is going to go nice with this it smells absolutely foul and it don't look much better either it i i took a little piece of it and it is it's it's, it's like pure ocean it's beautiful all right i'm gonna give it a go like you said it's absolutely give me give me your glass (laughs) we're gonna pour the the chocolate your glass is over there oh Oh, dear no (laughs) thank you Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you. This is the chocolate. Cheers to this you, is Dad. the chocolate. So this is my, my, my griot. <laughs> now that's pretty good. Well, that is delightful. That takes away the taste of my palate of fish. <laughs> All right. I'm, 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 I'm going in. I'm trying. I tried it. So what we did was we, uh, it, it, it suggested prepare the sea urchin on a uh, buttered toast. We had like a, like a farm style bread. Uh, w- mm-hmm. With uh, with like a farm butter, and it says just you know spread it on top. Rich's Rich's <laughs> Rich's bad to vomit. <laughs> I'm not a seafood kind of guy. I would try anything that I won't try again. But that thank is, you. Gotcha. That is very good. That is um. That's my mom, right? That is like pure ocean. It tastes like North Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. having it with mm-hmm. the chocolate. Yep, chocolatey works, and it's just a very, very slight effervescence. It's not a right. It's not. It's not like a cava or a prosecco or something like that. Right, right. And I, and I, and when I and I and I thought that would be really good because 
we're going into the summer months. Um, yeah, I remember the first time I had a rosé. And, and, and that's something like like that wine, and I'm going to have to get a bottle. <clears throat> um, it's something that would uh, you probably could drink all day. Um, just delicious. Go variety. You know, you could start at lunch with your salad, with your grilled shrimp, whatever. Or, and it could take you all into the night with your sears and slathered on uh, toast points like you're doing. Um, and that just that, that upper vestment is kind of nice, kind of reminds you of being a kid and having a little soda with a little bit. That got nice with like some brie. Oh, absolutely. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, because you it's still it's very it's dry, but you get a little bit of acid with the yeah. with the carbonation, which kind of cuts through mm-hmm. something that you're gonna have like a charcuterie or something on a warm day. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very this good. is this is a rose wine for the summer for people that are looking for something different because we're we're just hitting rose season right now. Exactly. What does it retail at? Yeah, what did you, 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 um, This was, I mean, uh, sorry, this, yeah, this chocolate was under $20. Okay. Yeah, rain. that's what I figured, because I'm looking at the, the sheet from the winery, and it's like uh, $8.90, um, uh, in uh, euros, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, that's over, so. Yeah, so totally. Come in on. Yeah, I would have this any day of the week with seafood or something. Um, it's a good summer. Yeah, really, really good, fun summer. Next to the pool, rosé. That's that's different than your typical Spanish, French, American dry rosé. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, is really good. And that's it. See, that that's it. You just went on a journey, right? To 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 and the, and then what? Also, these grapes are like bass grapes. I mean, it just I just I mean, it's just a, you just go down the rabbit hole of the wine. You know, like it's just. Right. This is it's awesome. northern northern Spain, right? It's up. Is that it? Would, mm-hmm. Is that Basque country up in the mountains? That's Basque country. Yeah, that's right. Basque country in the mountains. Yeah. Right, up in the mountains. So you can picture a bunch of family members getting together with like a massive feast and some canned uh, canned tinda tinned anchovies, just all kinds of all, like all kinds of salty, yeah. you know, cured meats. Olives, uh, what's like serrano ham? I'm sure someone's got some serrano ham up there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it'd go great with manchango cheese. I mean, yep. you just see how it just works. Absolutely, that is really good. There you go. That is really good. That's a fave. That's a fave for the summer if you're looking for something different. And that's out of where? Spain. Spain. All right. So you got you got this other um, uh, riesling out of Willamette Valley. Uh, which yep. which is called Borealis. And it says on the back here, Borealis pairs beautifully with grilled scallops, Chinese dumplings, Ooh. and soft cheeses. Now Chinese you, Chinese dumplings kind of came out of left field. <laughs> well, you know what it is? I will say that um, <clears throat> anything, I mean, and it, it's so perfect because, like, you know, uh, Riesling's one of the most versatile uh Food wines, right? Just, just can, and especially good with Asian cuisine because of the spice profile. So, right. okay. you know, if you got a nice dumpling, good. a good little bit of spice in there, a little scallion, uh, whatever, a little fries, right? It's just gonna be delicious. Ooh, this is good. This is uh, it smells sweet. Yeah, it's almost got like a uh, apple, apple, peach, yeah. kind of. Yeah, it's very apple-y. That wine, that wine was very apple-y, right? So. Um, Again, another great, I would call that, that's a great summer quaffer. That's good. Um, 
if you're, you know, if someone likes seriously dry wines, they're not going to be a fan of it. But if you're just looking for something, you could just just porch pound. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a porch pounder. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a porch pounder. Man. I like it. And it, interesting. That's Lee, easy. You know, even at twelve, this is twelve point three percent. ABV. Um, it actually has some sweetness to it. You would think with the high ABV it would be drier, but it actually has a very pleasant yeah. little bit of sweetness. And um, that's dangerously smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, wines like that are. That's why it's a porch pounder. It's You're a like, porch holy pounder. shit, we just knocked off a bottle of wine. <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> Twenty minutes ago. What the hell? Let's do it again. <laughs> and what's the retail on that, Matt? About the same. It's like okay. fifteen bucks. I've got, a, I've, yeah. got, I've got a mouthful of um, sea urchin gonads. I myself do not. It is, it is, it, it's under 20. It's around 15 bucks. Okay. That's you not know, bad at all. I'm online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, listen, Astor Place in New York City is selling it for 13 96 So you're going to find that under 20 bucks, probably around 15 is okay. what you should pay for that. Okay. <clears throat> that, is, that is very good. That is a really nice American Riesling. I wouldn't have thought, wow, that's different. That is very yeah, and, and, and I believe it's uh, it's, it's it's blended. It's got riesling, um, uh, some Mollisterogal, and some uh, another obscure obscure German grape called Edswalker. Um, so it's just a blend of some some German grapes, and um, and that's the type of wines like I love. Like like yeah, I know I know like. When when I when I want a banger, I'm gonna get pull a ledge. I'm gonna pull something else. But when I just when I when I go to explore these those type these two wines, are wines like I said, a perfect for summer, um, perfect food wines um, beyond because it is rosé season. But ro- you know real people real wine drinkers drink rosé uh, all year. And uh, so if it's, if you like it and it pairs with the food, go for it, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to be like, oh, it's winter. You know? I know, right? And go out, go out and. Venture. Yeah, if you if you have a wine shop that that is hesitant to help you, it's I don't know if this is the right analogy, but you know, like a lot of gun stores, like you go into a gun store and it's like a club, and you feel intimidated, right? right? right. And and if right. you right. right, and you know, you should be, walk into a shop like that and be welcomed. Like this is right. a club, be any, welcomed. Help. Any questions? Give me a holler. Right, and give us a, a real a real answer right. and guide me into something. Hey, you know what? I, I had this chocolatey, or I had this particular uh, riesling, and could you lead me into something else around this price point that'll pair mm-hmm. with a really yeah. bad can of fish? Yeah. And if you don't get that, <laughs> and if you don't get that response from 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 a shop, go to another. Move on. Move on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Because and that's another thing too. Like, um, it's very interesting when I go into stores, and I can also tell how good or bad a story is by like how many times they like. I'm like, no, I'm just looking. If they're not comfortable with me looking, there's something wrong, right? Um, um, you know, um, but but like you said, you should feel welcome. Um, and there's other wines. There's stores I've walked out of. I'm like, I'm not buying, I wouldn't buy any wine. Absolutely. Right. You know, and I, I, I tell you. people they should do that. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. So now where, so what are you doing at this point now? What's, what's your, what's your direction now? What do you see in the future? Well, thanks to the super quiet on this call, Asha. I, are you still with us? <laughs> yes, I'm still here. Hey! Asha, what, did you drink too much last night? What's going uh, on? Yeah. Or oh, now? I never... 
I never drink wine. Sorry, Marvin, but um, <laughs> I I did last night and oh, apparently wow. <laughs> I forgot okay. how because whatever. So yeah. Anyway, um, no, I, I've been well. muted, but I've been laughing along with everything, <laughs> and I feel like I just learned so much. Yeah, that's cool. Um, thank you. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, but thanks to Asha, like I was working on a completely other business, but, and I kind of created the Instagram and that's why I used the pseudonym and, and, uh, you know, fake picture and just having fun. And, but the wines, every wine in my hand is a wine that I've had, you know, that's um, cool. but, but she was like, she was like, Oh my God, look at your engagement. You got to meet my friends. Um, so I am going to, and I had this idea there's going to be a black wine guy podcast or a black wine guy show. Brilliant. I um, love it. And, and, um, and if people, you know, one, people could just follow me on Instagram, black wine guy, or, um, if you're really interested in finding out, um, uh, when I'm launching and my new projects, I, I definitely, I can see a wine insider newsletter coming out because, you know, just, we only, We've actually been on the phone for a while, and I can't believe how fast the time is going. Always, um, always. Um, but uh, you know, I just I'm just blessed. I would say I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Christian like that, but I'm, I know I'm blessed because of the connections of the people I meet in the wine business and and uh, like the people who are dipping into my DMs and liking my posts, so many psalms and wine critics, and um, that I'm going to have like a wine insider newsletter. So people should just go to the. Uh, should go to blackwineguy.com and they can get on my uh, my list so they can be uh, in tune when I'm ready to launch everything. That's awesome. That's great. And we will promote the life out of you. And so, uh, let me oh, guys, we, we're, we're getting together as soon as, uh, <laughs> oh, we uh, are. Cuomo as soon as this... and Murphy lift the lockdown, bros. Sorry. Absolutely. We, hey, <laughs> sorry, we can not sorry. We, we can do a, we, a we're going to get deck we, wrecked. Uh, yeah, we can do a six foot, you know, wine tasting. That's fine. We, we did it here. Yeah, absolutely. So let me, let me um, ask you this: before I'm, I'm driving for, down from Boston for that. Oh, you have no, to. Well, oh, you have to. <laughs> I, and you might have to stay over. I'm totally staying. Oh, yeah. we, <laughs> he's gonna have to. I got a ten. Yeah, we have a yeah. we have a Ain't no party like a black wine guy party. <laughs> right. Stand so the chicken. Stand the chicken coop. Now, if you okay. one last question, if and you probably there's probably too many that you can recommend. Is, is there a, a wine? that you can recommend in that $20 price range that is like, find it if you can get it. And, uh, you know, this is the wine to get. Yeah, I would say, um, is it, or is that a, or is that a loaded question? It's a, it's a bit of a loaded question, but, but I, but I, I can give you an answer and I would say, um, couple wines. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a, Will be my, uh, There's too many. I do get it. There is too many. Um, I will say a couple things. Spain, Spain always over delivers. Okay. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I agree. Spain always over delivers, and um, there are so many great wines in the fifteen to twenty dollar range, white or red from Spain. That's what I would tell people. Or also, buy importers. If you see a bottle of wine, I don't. I'm not getting anything for this, but but uh, Kermit Lynch is a it's, he's a he's a revered wine importer. He's written a number of books. He's, but if you ever see anything that says Kermit Lynch selections, great snatch it up, wine. snatch it up. Yep. And then in our area, because we're in New York, New Jersey, also another one of my favorite importers. Uh, just everything they have, 
Um, again, uh, you know, that 15 to 20. Michael Skernick wine. Oh, those guys are great. Yeah, yeah Skernick's awesome. Yeah, awesome. In, in, the so, world, so you, so, yeah, in the world of distributors, which is degrees of suck, they are apparently, sure. they've got a good... Uh, They've got a good reputation. That's awesome. Yeah, they really do. And so, so that's that one. If that's your hack, like um, once you like look at the read the label. I'll tell people read the label, look at who imported it. You know, and and if you like that wine, um, try other things in that guy's portfolio. There you go. Quick question for you. So, in the situation we're all in right now, uh, wine delivery sounds like the best way to go. Any suggestions on companies or how's that work? Like wine delivery. Wine delivery. Um, it's interesting. Um, blah, 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 blah. I think I think a lot of wine shops are pivoting. Are they? And shifting. Yeah, yeah. I was, was going to say that. What I, I was going to say. I was going to say that. So many people are pivoting. I mean, actually, I By local. Uh, it doesn't kind of kind of pays pains me. But yeah. um, uh, Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk, his family owns a wine store, the Wine Library. Um, they ship all over the country. Oh, wow. um, this, is a, this is a free plug for Gary. They have this thing called Wine Text, where they, they get incredible values. Like I've gotten like ninety dollar bottles of wine for thirty five. Oh. Um, you can get you can get on Wine Text. Um, they what is that uh, called? You know, Wine Text. Uh, wine Text. Okay. Wine Text from the Wine Library. WineText.com. Um, they ship everywhere. Oh, and there's this place. And I'll give you one more. This place in Florida. I love this place. B21. I've never been in the store, but I've bought a ton of wine from B21. Uh, they just have incredible stuff. Um, uh, and they ship. Uh, and they have like, and uh, two things, like I said, a lot of stores are pivoting. Like Wine Text, you could buy, you could buy a pass. It's called the Library Pass. It's 99 bucks and you get free shipping for the whole year. That's cool. So worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, B, B21 does like $12 flat rate shipping from Florida. That's know? great. So, I'll buy it too. And Florida is like the Wild West when it comes to wine and spirits. So it is, man. That's why it's so cool. There's, oh my god, I, I I met a I met a guy on Instagram. He's a doctor. I was down in Florida on the King Holiday weekend, and I was t- told him I was coming down, and we, we we got together and had this wine dinner. It was sick. Talk to you guys about that another time. But yeah, <laughs> and it's like the Wild West. You know, there's like stuff that's just imported. Yeah, because you know it's it. We have New York and New Jersey, New Jersey stuff. These archaic liquor laws for as far as like yeah whatever you're 21 whatever yeah you know you drink your wine yeah you, you, you can sell it to anyone for a, a you know uh quantity discount whatever you want to do you don't have to price post yep. it down there you don't have to do yep. That's yep. Awesome. yep 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 so. That was awesome, guys. Hey, this has been fantastic. It's been a great education, and we have literally just scratched the surface of wine. There's, oh, it's a huge it's world. It's a minefield. Yeah, so it was actually nice in one hour to kind of keep it condensed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, your journey, your story um, is just, it's a different approach to wine, and it's really refreshing. Like our chocolina. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but, but not our canned fish. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's not doing the canned fish. I'm done. I'll move on. See, my that. see my plate my plate is empty <laughs> and mine is still full. <laughs> but Rich will try anything. <laughs> I'll try anything once <laughs> and spit it. <laughs> Well, thank you, no guys. Until you finish your. Oh, I, I like oh. that. <laughs> I'm quitting on that. No, he'll just go grab a beer. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> oh, <laughs> well, thank you so much, Marvin, and, Asha. Awesome. And, um, yeah, and uh, we look forward to the future. We hope you guys um, stay safe, stay healthy, and um, imbibe lots of wine. 
So uh, we, we hope to have you guys back soon. Thank you so much, guys. Really right. appreciate the time. Take care, guys. Lots of fun. Okay, take care. Bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. Thanks for stopping by and listening in. Check us out as well as other great podcasts at Food and Beverage Magazine's Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And remember to eat, imbibe, and dream. See you next show.